Blog Talk Radio.
and welcome to Reality in Christ Worship Radio. I'm your host, Thomas Dwayne Smith, and to everyone out there, I want to welcome everybody for joining me today. We're going to go into Worship in Word in the first portion of our show, so just step back and enjoy, and then we'll open up with our message. Here on Reality in Christ, Worship Radio. With the 
And welcome back to Reality in Christ Worship Radio. That was our worship portion of the show, and now I'm going to open up with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Father, thank you for another opportunity for worship and word. I pray that this message today is one that can be of encouragement to those who are listening and that it would stir up the spirit of faith on the inside of them. Father, thank you and pray that you continue to keep and guide me. Continue to grow me into the image that you want me to In the mighty name of your son, Jesus. Excuse me. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So today we are going to talk about one of my favorite things to talk about. Because God knows I need a lot of it. Faith. And going to take it from Hebrews. The 11th chapter. And starting with the first verse, reading from the Amplified Bible. Now, faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceived as real fact, but is not revealed to the senses. For by faith, trust, and holy fervor born of faith, the men of old had divine testimony, born to them and obtained a good report. By faith, we understand that the world, during its successive ages, were framed, fashioned, put in order, and equipped for their intended purpose by the word of God, so that what we see was made was not made out of things which are visible. Prompted, actuated by faith, Abel brought God a better and more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, because of which it was testified of him that he was righteous, that he was upright and in right standing with God, And God bore witness by accepting and acknowledging his gifts. And though he died, yet through the incident, he is still speaking. Because of faith, Enoch was caught up and transferred to heaven, so that he did not have a glimpse of death, that he was not found because of death, and he was in the... Because of God had translated him. For even before he was taken to heaven, he received testimony, the long record, 
that he had pleased and been satisfactory to God, but without faith, it is impossible to please and be satisfactory to him, for whoever would come near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he is the rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him out. And I'm going to stop right there. As we all know and we fully understand, faith is entirely, unequivocally, necessarily, necessary for us to accomplish God's purpose for us. But there's something that comes before that, and that is love. Word of God explicitly talks about faith worketh by love. It works by love, folks. It works by love. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. And so faith, hope, and love abide. Faith, conviction, and belief respecting man's relation to God and divine things. Hope, joyful and confident expectation of eternal salvation. Love. True affection for God and man growing out of God's love for and in us. These three. But the greatest of these is love. And the reason why the greatest of those is love is because out of love comes faith and hope. Because if you don't love, You don't have faith and you don't have hope. Or if you have those things without the absence of love, then something is twisted and misguided. I know for me personally, my faith, was sorely lacking because I had no clue about God's love for me. Even though I had no problem believing God for things for other people, when it came to me, I didn't feel worthy. I didn't believe I was worthy. I didn't understand the full meaning in relationship of God's love. I did not. But now, but now, I know what I need to do. First of all, it starts with walking in love. 
second of all, it starts with believing the things that the Word of God says about us. Folks, we are the righteousness in Christ Jesus. That's what God's Word says through Paul. But you know, we, for some reason, we choose not to take Paul at his word because somehow if we claim the righteousness of God, we must be doing something sacrilegious. That's what God's word said about us. But somehow, somewhere along the line, someone bought the lie that says that we need to continue to beat ourselves down before God because that's the only way that God will accept us. As Jesus said, blessed are the meek and lowly. Sermon on the Mount, part of the Beatitudes. But there's a lot more to that message than what is brought out. These signs follow them that believe. We shall heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, and if we happen to ingest poison, we would be okay. By faith, working through love. There's many, many, many Christians out there who God has given tremendous abilities, tremendous giftings to do phenomenal things. But they don't do it because of the lack of belief within themselves. I know I'm one of those individuals. Well, how can you say that and be and be teaching that message or preaching that message? Because I'm also teaching the message to myself as well. I'll let you all in on a little secret. This is how I grow. If I'm the only one that will receive this message, I receive it. Because I know where my shortcomings are. But if you're a minister, you're not supposed to show your shortcomings. Why not? Being a minister of the gospel doesn't make doesn't mean you walk on water. And it doesn't mean you're on top of the world. It means you even have a more of a propensity to fall than most. And the reason being, when you spend so much time 
focused on trying not to do the wrong thing. When do you have time to receive the right thing? The right thing being relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Folks, God's love is real. But we worry so much about the cares of the world, the pride of life, that we don't take time to hang out with them. God's not worried. He got this. But he also needs us to participate. A memo to those who like to say God doesn't need us. Shut up saying that. Because it's not true. He does need us. Why? Because he chose to. It stems out of his love. See, folks, here's the little secret that the enemy doesn't want you to know, doesn't want me to know. God has more faith in our abilities and what we can do than we do. Satan knows that. That's why he spends so much time trying to continually remind us of our shortcomings. And we fall for it hook, line, and sinker. We fall for it hook, line, and sinker. And to those denominations who don't think that God's power and authority is still at work today, think again. You don't have to use what God is giving you. But one thing you need to understand is that you cannot accomplish God's purpose in your own strength. Neither can I. I look at myself as a soldier in the war for life. But I realize that one of the particular issues that I deal with, the single defining issue in the pro-life fight, 
the exceptions I find myself in no man's land because there are those 80% according to one poll professing to be pro-life that are okay with abortions under the exception clause. I'm not. And the argument used from us fellow pro-lifers is that we got to avoid the things that's, that divides us. Here's the problem with that. By by accepting that, you're telling the probably hundreds of thousands, maybe millions, of people who are still living, who were conceived under exceptions, conditions, that their lives are expendable. God never said that it was easy, that it would be easy. But we're always looking for the path of least resistance, the easiest thing. Wide is the road that leads to destruction. Narrow is the path that leads to salvation. And I apply that in another way. We cannot take the easy way out, the easy road, because the easy road, nine times out of ten, when you look in the cut corners, leads to the path of destruction. God has more faith in us than we do. Because we've been told you better not have faith in yourself because that's pride. When you have faith in yourself based on who you are in Christ Jesus, that's not pride, folks. It's knowing who you are in Christ. I can say this because I was one of those who beat myself to a pulp mentally all the time. Had migraine headaches because I was so bitter. 
And you know what? I'm not going to blame anyone else for my choices because it was choices I made. When the Lord Jesus Christ was giving me a way out, I made the choice to be angry and bitter and full of hate. So I suffered the consequences for it. It wasn't God punishing me. It was direct result of my own choices. I still have my struggles today. still struggle with not having family acceptance. I struggle with the idea that I may not ever have a family of my own. Married children. Those are my struggles. I have other struggles. But I also struggle to not let them define me. And how do I do that? By knowing who I am in Jesus Christ. And all this, to do all those things, are accomplished through faith, working by love. It really is that simple, folks. It really is that simple. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. And uh, I don't know if something happened with my chat room, but I will go back and check it later. But uh, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for another opportunity to share your word and just to bring a message of encouragement. Lord, thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace, and thank you for your mercy. Thank you for protecting this nation, Lord God. Thank you for what you continue to do. Father, I lift up Barney and Sam to you in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Father, I ask that you would just bless, bless Dr. Coleman as she sits with her dad. Father, I ask you for favor for Pam as she meets with these individuals tomorrow to be a speaker for a major event. We love you, Lord God, and we bless you.
In Jesus' name. Amen. We're living in a day and time where being politically correct is popular. Let me turn that around again. We're living in a day and time where everybody's saying the name God, but nobody wants to say the name Jesus. We don't want to offend the Muslims. We don't want to offend the Jews. We don't want to offend the Arabs. And so therefore we crucify him of flesh. But I want you to know that there will come a time when every Muslim, when every Buddhist, when every Jew, will have to get down on their knees and have to confess that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. So I want every blood-washed believer to not wait until then. And if you've ever gone through something, you know right here that there's something about the name. Something about the name Jesus. Something about the name. Something about the name It's the sweetest name. Yeah, it, it is the sweetest name. Sweetest name I know. I know. And I love that name. Oh, how 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 I love that name. Oh,
said he won't leave me alone. Oh no. And I tell every Muslim in the truth, it's the name of Jesus. It's the name of Jesus. What's gonna happen to me? Henry C has got to bow. So tell him to wait. You don't have to wait till the fire comes. What can they do? You can clap your hands and pray right now. Ah! Oh yeah.